Hey guys, uh, so we put together an episode with uh, one of our friends came in to do a little practice interview, and uh, you'll get to hear his story a little bit. Just to give you a heads up, the first hour is a little fucked up. I screwed up and was using the wrong microphone setting, uh, but we've decided as a group that we're going to go ahead and post it anyways, so please forgive me for that uh, uh, quality. That's my screw up. The second two hours uh, are just perfect and uh i'm excited to hear what everybody has to say about it uh you can reach us at uh, murder shack studios at gmail.com uh the studio is now capable of doing phone interviews so if you think you have an interesting story and you want to share it uh feel free, free to reach out if you're not in the local area um again that's murder shack studios at gmail.com we're live brother back in the studio oh yeah better than the phone you know i think it, i think it did okay uh, I struggle to understand me. It's not well. Yeah. Uh, Laura definitely can understand me. Oh, see, that's not good because she lives in. I could understand you. Yeah, but I spend more time talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Did you guys see my new jacket? Oh, we have Austin in the studio today. Yeah. Who we've attributed a, yep. an episode to, and now he's here in person. Yeah, glad to be here. So we had a live audience, and now we have a studio guest. A guest. Am I your first guest? Our only guest, yep. Really? Yep. You're not my first guest. You're mine and Ian's first guest. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Very nice. I'm excited. I'm nervous. You look, well, the funny thing is, is you both look a little nervous. Well, the reason I'm nervous I is because I've got this metaphoric shock collar, so every time I don't listen to an answer, you're going to use that stupid soundboard. <laughs> so I've been practicing listening. I phoned up, <clears throat> true story, I phoned up three of my friends on the way up. And do you know how short a conversation can be when I have to listen? I ask a question and then I can't really pop for the answer. And I go, right, I've got to go. But I phoned up three of my friends to practice that listening thing. How'd it go? Are you not very successful? <laughs> I think I'm going to get shocked a lot, but I'm going to do my best. So, what sound am I going to use if you don't listen? Well, any of them, because that's the thing I hate that board so much. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Okay. So I played this podcast for somebody live. This is the first time I've ever played the podcast in front of somebody else to like watch their reactions. Uh-huh. And at one point, I said something like, "Let me, you want to know something cool?" And you were like, "After what you just showed me, there's no way anything you can say is cool." And then I was just like, instantly was like, <laughs> and like the dude in the seat next to me listening to the podcast like spit his drink out laughing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think the soundboard's good. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Mariah. So, Austin. Austin. We have done four podcasts. And in that time, we talked about my imaginary children being better than his real child. Um, genetically modified children. Guns. Uh, because we, well, we differ a lot on the majority of the subjects. Do we? Yeah. I think so. Guns, huh. we don't agree on at all. Although, after Wednesday, so uh, I, might be, I might be moving into your basement until all this stuff comes down. Blows over. Mm. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, like, when you go out and experience shooting and you see, like, the sportsmanship side of it, the fun side of it, it, it changes, it changes, it'll change your perspective. Mm-hmm. You might still have some lines, right? Like, I have lines. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't sell a gun to a felon, right? I got a burp. I'm going to mute myself. So, where do you start? Because you've got children. 
Correct. What do you got? I got identical twin boys and then little girl. How old? The boys will be 13 in May, and my daughter will be 10 August. So, obviously, you love those kids. Oh, yeah. And you love their flaws and everything that makes them their own individual. Yeah. Would you... Because Brady... Brady shot me when he said that if he went and designed a baby with his ex-wife, then Cicely would have been a boy. Now, that shocked me because I know how much he cares about Cicely. Oh, yeah. And I know it's breaking his heart at the moment because if you listen to what he does with his daughter, he's a pretty cool dad. And she can't be asked with him. But I think in 10 years' time, when she looks back, yeah. then she'll realise how lucky she was having him <clears throat> in her life and not some deadbeat who just sits in front of the TV while she drinks a beer and watches football. I bought this truck, um, this $500 Dodge truck that, like, the doors will fit my apocalypse truck that I've been building. And it's like, it's not a daily driver. It's got a welded axle. And like, it's just an old truck. It's a gas beater. So I was like, kiddo, you know what be fun? Come out here. And so like the doors are off of it. I put her in the middle seat. I buckle the belt on her. And Which like, I wish I'd done because I nearly fell out when we went to play the paddock. <laughs> <laughs> so I took her out in the pasture, which Ian calls the paddock. And I took her out in the pasture and uh, like we spun donuts. And I took a little video of her, and I was like, what are we going to go do, kiddo? And she was like, I don't know, something to do with the General Lee. Because the truck's orange with, you know, the doors painted and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I got done, and so I filmed her again, and I was like, what are we doing in the, in the pasture? Was that fun? And she was like, eh, it's it cool. Yes. <laughs> just so bummed out. She was so bored. She looked so bored. It was, it was so funny. So I, like, sent Ian the video, and he just laughed. And she was like, he's like, I can't believe how just done with you, she is. She's so fed up with your shit. Because even last time I came, then, uh, when she was playing with the cousin, then you were chasing around with the Nerf phone. Yeah. And that was really cool. Because you forgot you had guests. Because your time with your daughter is so precious. And, and then I shot a child in front of you. Well, like right in the spine. It was actually really funny because she was picking on your daughter, so you just took her out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll teach you to shoot my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was uh, I was just kind of experimenting with the that Nerf gun because it's got a pitching wheel in it. Oh, don't you fucking start and, with that! <laughs> and so I like they had jammed it or something or like sis sis's gun jammed and Charlie kept shooting her. So then I reloaded. I took sis's gun to figure out why it was jammed, and then as soon as I unjammed it, I shot the other one in the spine. <laughs> so. With the Nerf gun. <laughs> so, going back so to the... Designer babies. Yeah. yeah. So, going back to that, then all three of your kids will be different. And would would you go down Brady's path about the genetically modified 2.0 version or Peter's Brady's? I'm kind of in the middle because one of my twins has um, disabilities, mentally-wise, and we, as a family, have struggled for quite some time just trying to understand him and what his parameters are, his senses, his smell, his you know, loud sounds, because he's on the spectrum for autism. Okay. And Now, is that a genetic thing? No, because his twin brother is just fine, and then 
any family that we know of don't have any sort of that issue. So it was just you know, out of nowhere. And when do you realize that he had it? When he was super young. So I was babysitting them. I mean, I don't I got sick. Yeah, yeah. I was watching my kids, <laughs> and I had left them alone for a few minutes, and they had each of them had a monster truck. Bracken has made sounds and lights and. You know, the whole shebang, but Riker stopped working. So Riker wanted the monster truck that worked. And he kicked the living shit out of Bracken. Beat his ass. Like a full-blown fight. How yeah, old are they again? They was uh, two? I Whoa. Mean, I mean, whooped his ass. And you know, Bracken had to go to the hospital. Bracken, wow. He had a, you know, what the hell is it called? A goose egg on his head. And Riker bit him all over his body. And... It was bad, so I mean, I got a lot of trouble for it, which I deserved because yeah. I wasn't Apparently, my laptop's going off. Hold on just a second. Okay. Or car carry on, just ignore the sounds. Oh, all right. Well, anyways, so that's, you know, looking back, that's where, you know, it started. And then. Did the nurses not mention anything to you? No, I mean, they, they were just, just, they were just babies, right yeah. And as time went on, just, you know, putting the pieces together where we are now, like, holy crap. Should have known about this a long time ago, but no one had ever known it. Was just little babies, and so my wife is his big, biggest advocate as far as getting them into, you know, occupational therapy, therapists, and counseling and all that stuff. Just and <clears throat> excuse me, get a diagnosis for him, and he's got more than that. I mean, dyslexia, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, a, a wide spectrum of things, and he's really struggled with it but you know going back to my wife getting him all this help he is just doing phenomenal he, my favorite part about him is when we play football because uh -huh. i i'm the head coach of their team and i've coached them for six years now i feel like you like when we were in qc together you had told me that he was like an amp oh you had to like tell him a couple times like dude settle down yeah you ever seen the water boy yeah yeah so he's <laughs> he's the bobby boucher like there because when you're not full pad, you go you don't have speed you don't want to my claim to fame is i ski with water not the water boy in the film oh no he's the quarterback he's the quarterback yeah yeah, the yeah. Quarterback. Oh, okay yeah <laughs> so anyway <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I got it. Well, I don't watch any of his films. I think his films are crap. Do you tell him that? Yeah. When you guys hang well, out? Well, I didn't even realize I was skiing with him because I was on the chairlift. And we're going up, and all these women are coming out this way, and all these men are quoting from his films. And That's got to get irritating, dude. I, if you're if you're famous, like really you? famous. So he, he told me, and he told me the films. And I went, yeah, I have no idea. That's got to be why Dave Chappelle walked off the Chappelle show, dude. Because I'd read an article that, like, you, if the fastest way to get drug out of your collar at a Dave Chappelle show is to do one of his bits from the Chappelle show. Uh, yeah. Well, we, what I really liked about this guy, his name's Peter Dante. And I was in the, um, I was in the, the cable car going up at Snowbird. And these two women came over and, and, and basically said, right, take us back to your house and fuck us. And he goes, I'm with my boys. Just leave me alone. And it was really cool. Because that guy absolutely idolizes his uh, his kids. 
And for the longest time, <coughs> he'd send me... Um, I'll show you, I think it's something on my phone. I lost all my pictures a while ago. Um, I might still have some of the uh, some of the videos he used to send me because he used to serenade me. It was uh, he used to serenade you, Peter Dante yeah, did. Yeah, he was really funny. Hi, is he is he funny in person? He's he's nicer in person. In in real life, he's really cool. Yeah, but is he like funny? Because um, I have to assume you know, like, is Will Ferrell as funny as he is in the movie? I think you feed off your audience. Ah, I think because when we go to the mid uh, the mid station restaurant. Then people would quote his films, and he'd just be a cliched version of himself. Yeah. But when you're actually talking to the man, and I think it depends if if you are surrounded by, I don't know, a like-minded individual who can bounce off. But if it's somebody that's pretty monotone, dull, then you can't be asked. But yeah, I, I put a lot. So he's not very funny. I think that. What? <laughs> I think the thing that I was. Oh. <laughs> See, I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. I didn't deserve I'm that. I'm sorry, and I had to do it. And then we... And what was I going to say about... That just totally confused me then. But, no, I, uh, I, I've got some video. I've definitely got some video of him. Because uh, we went to this place called Get Some Guns Now. And yeah. we were with a Hollywood producer. And he rented out the whole place. So if there was a gun, then he was there for all the boys to shoot. And um, watching uh, Peter Dante just with a shotgun was just the coolest thing. That does sound fun. And you just filmed it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't. Let's go shooting. No. Yes. One time. Yeah. Try it for me. I'll let you take me snowboarding if I can take you shooting. Oh, do you know the, the absolute coolest thing about Peter Dante? We, one Valentine's Day, um, the Hollywood producer that we were with was a busy guy called Lorenzo de Bonaventura. And he did things like uh, Transformers, Metal Legend, uh, things like that. And, uh, oh, and R.E.D. If you ever get the chance, then R.E.D. is just great. That's a great movie. Oh, well, R.E.D. and R.E.D. What's the name of the English woman? Uh, she's in the cube, which is old. Oh, whatever that what? gal is. Oh, my God. She's gorgeous. Anyway, I'll look it up. Um, so he'd rented out this uh, go-kart in place. And we were with this little boy who had a lot of physical disabilities. And we just, we built cushions around this go-kart because if you couldn't reach the pedals, then you couldn't drive it so on your own. And this little boy was desperate to, to get out there. So Lorenzo's youngest child was, was racing around and we built these foam cushions. And we kind of like bribed. The, uh, the people that were running the go-kart place to just let this little boy go. And Peter Dante was just phenomenal. And what upset me, <clears throat> because I had no idea who it was, I came home that night and I Googled him. And the first few things on Google at that time was just the fact that he was uh, playing away from his wife and all this kind of stuff. Helen Mirren. That's her. She's a dame. Dame Helen. I have no idea who she is. She's oh, that's because you what? what? That's she's nearly my age, <coughs> Muppet. And you look young. She, she looks like pretty old. You do, like you do have a twinkle in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just drunk. <laughs> so, Already? Yeah. Shit. Um, well, I had to stop and eat. The funniest thing was my phone was blowing up on the way up here. And I was on the I-15. And I'm not going to look at my text while I'm driving. So I pulled over at McDonald's and I got a text from you because you were showing off and uh, pretending that you're a decent host and you were asking me last <laughs> if we wanted legit. food. In all the times I've been here, when have I ever been offered food? 
Last time two, I was here. Two out of five. Bullshit. Well, we don't. Now three out of six. Well, last time I was here, <laughs> we went in after the podcast and he went, Would you like a string cheese? <laughs> you offered me one string cheese. You have a kitchen. I was getting one for myself. He opens up the fridge and because he's on huge money, you should have seen all this bullshit that was falling out of the fridge. Uh. It was stuffed. <laughs> and he rifles through all the caviar and all his... Oh, uh, come on now. All his shit. <laughs> now the shit's getting deep. <laughs> and he goes, here, have a string cheese. I thought you'd take the piss. I didn't realise that was a genuine offer. Well, I was getting one out. I was going to eat my string cheese regardless of whether or not you had a string cheese. I was just trying to be polite. You know what the problem is? I got a kitchen full of ingredients, and I'm not... I'm not really like I cook one thing, my victory steaks, right? They are good. That's all you I want cook. to do that one night. You have to bring your wife around because his steaks are phenomenal. And uh, they're crazy expensive. Yeah. And we even offered to buy them last time. Well, he refused to take the money because Brady, I already seen you. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I could make him a victory steak <laughs> because me his tenure in QC uh-huh. here up north. Sometimes go out to lunch. Sometimes it was a nicer restaurant. And when I'd order a steak, I'd always mumble. Uh, like, How do you want your steak? Trying to mumble it so that he wouldn't hear it. He's like, you might as well just chew on the sole of your boot because you just ruined that piece of meat. That's what Laura's like. Yeah, I used to, I used to, because like the the waiters would would lean in and be like, "How do you want your steak done?" And I'd be like, "He wants it ruined, <laughs> ruined." Hockey puck. <laughs> but you are down to medium well. Medium well. So is Laura now. Although yeah. you, you pushed her boundaries a little bit last time. I did. It was a little... It wasn't quite as done as the one. And you know what's funny is Jamie was like, I need this I need this cooked more. And I checked with Laura, and she was too sweet to say that, yeah, she wanted to cook more, but she, she, she soldiered on. Yeah. <laughs> so we've gone completely off task again. This is a surprise. But... Well, I'm really interested to get back to... Designer babies. Yeah. yeah. So, so, going back to <clears throat> Riker, if I could change one thing, I would do that for him so he wouldn't have to go through the struggles he's gone through and he's going to go through for the rest of his life. But then again, that's what makes him him. I could be more proud <clears throat> The world's richest man at the moment is who? Elon Musk. And? Well, he just passed Jeff Bezos, what, the no, other day? No, he has autism. Who does? Jeff uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. No kidding. Yeah. Have to well, Riker says he's going to listen to this anyway. But because Laura's, Laura's the guy that invented Laura's company. Because mm-hmm. um, she's she's in IT and she sells a particular product. And the guy that invented the product that Laura's company sells, he is autistic. And he just sat there with a particular piece of machinery, broke it down, and went, I wonder what I can do with this. All these components and just invented this thing. And it is the coolest shit. Wow. So I I don't know. I think that I mean we've talked about this before, but I think that if you look at a graphic equalizer, I think everybody has a little bit of autism in them, a little bit of O C D, and a little bit of Addiction. Addiction. Yeah. And Well that's why they call it a spectrum. Yeah. So as I've Googled it, there are components to autism that are genetic, and but there's some of it is, and it sounds like, where you have a twin, right? That's a really good uh, study case. Um, it sounds like a little bit of that is, uh, you know, maybe environmental from getting, you know, a goose egg. I mean, beat hard enough to get a goose egg by his brother. Mm-hmm. Well, I, um, 
I taught a couple of autistic kids to Zealand, <coughs> and some of them you just couldn't touch. So, and some of them, the communication wasn't very good and they didn't know left and right. So you'd have to, when we'd come down the hill, then we'd have to go and hunt for the lions on the left or the elephants on the right. And that was the only way that they'd be able to do it. But they are so focused. And I like that focus. I definitely think that I've got say, some kind of autism because the focus that I have and it was not right. It's like the guy that, that did our backsplash yesterday, then oh the kitchen yeah i haven't heard about that for a while <laughs> only only like 15 minutes <laughs> i had to get my kitchen fixed out before we start recording yeah so, um but he's he did work in her old house he's done work at this house and he came back and he knew how i am yeah it's not right then it's just got to come down i just i've just got to have it done a particular way Um i'll show austin photos of our uh, remodel bathroom. It's gorgeous. Well, the, well the, I don't know about your bathroom. The bathroom downstairs. I haven't even heard about the bathroom. I'll show you photos like Oh, but shit. the grout line has got to just... How long is that going to be going on for? No, we've, we finished one of them. Oh. This was pre-you. Then you moved? No, we... I can't have this bathroom in my house. I'm moving. <laughs> Find a whole new house and I'm going to start over. We bought kitchen. a whole new house about a fucking dog. You did for your dog, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. of the love that we've got for that dog. Um, anyway, oh. So, I. We're not I mean, good at interviewing. We're not. Well, right now we're talking about. We're, we haven't gotten the interview portion. Oh, is that not the interview part? Well, we, we've asked them about designer babies, and every time we try to talk. Yeah. You know, so, I didn't even know that existed until I listened to your last podcast. Well, well so, babies. Oh, really? Kids. So, it's not really a thing right now. Right, it's not. It it's probably not, is. Well, it might be, but it's not something that like you and I aren't going to be able to go to the doctor and start working on genetically modifying our, our next round of children, even though fixed. Um, but so there was a scientist in China who just, uh, I want to say, within the last couple of years, he genetically modified two children from the germline, which means that they'll inherit this this new. Um, genetic change, and they'll pass that on to their children as well. Um, the ability to be resistant to most strains of AIDS. And to me, that's a good thing. Um, this is why it's really interesting to have an Austin here, because I had no idea. Well, in fact, until today, I didn't know that you had twins. And it's really interesting that you've got one who's on the spectrum. So you have first-hand knowledge because you've got a child that is on the spectrum and you've got a child that is on the spectrum. But the child on the spectrum is your foot on the football field. And he's the one that you're more proud of. Well, obviously you're proud of both I'm boys. Both. Yeah. But he's the one that takes no prisoners. No. Like uh, he goes 2,000% when I say, okay, half speed. He uh -huh. just demolishes people and like, yo, Slow down. You're gonna hurt somebody. He's like, well, I don't know how. Like, this is me. Yeah. Okay. So I just learned to accept it. What would you ever think about harnessing that energy into boxing? So he, I, me, and my wife Mandy did sign them up for karate, and they didn't take to it. But their good friend Gatlin does Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, yeah. and he's expressed interest in it. Yeah. Craziest things are COVID. It's yeah. quite hard to make time 
to get them there if they do to, to have. Especially with any kind of contact sport like wrestling yeah. or anything like that. He's super strong, and I have advocated you know, for talking to <clears throat> coaches at the junior high that are still there when I went to them. Wrestling or basketball and basketball, <laughs> he still has the football mentality. Uh -huh. He needs to knock people <laughs> so it's quite entertaining. Are you a Utah boy? Because you've got a proper American accent. Yeah. Because yours is really wishy washy. Yours doesn't. What do you even mean by that? Well, I. I'll thought... tell you why mine's wishy washy. It's because I spent too much time watching an idiot abroad. Oh, okay. yeah. So let me tell you about that Utah thing. So last night I was playing Call of Duty, uh -huh. and I got in an argument with a 15-year-old from Canada. Hell yeah. You sound like you're from Alabama. That's, you do. What? You've got a real southern drum. No, no, the southern accent is not the true American accent. No, it is. Uh, That's no. what. Maybe in the movies. <clears throat> no, because Laura Sam more Canadian, and I'm really sad about her accent. It's rubbish. <laughs> and your accent is pretty Weak. What do you mean weak? Well, it's not a problem. I have no accent? accent. That's then. What's my accent? Uh, it's really neutral. Okay. But maybe I I'm a CIA operative. Like I'm trying to not have an accent. Oh, well, you're hardly Jason Bourne. <laughs> well, no, because that movie was terrible. What? I love. <laughs> I love the Bourne trilogy. No, it was. It was pretty good. It was all right. And I like many stairs. Sarah goes better. Is that a film? Yeah. That sounds like one of your, right your pay-per-view sites. No. I'm not quite sure. I think I'll corrupt my phone. I think that's why I lost all my photos <laughs> that, that night. Because I was sending you porn links? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Now I'm asking you shall receive. <laughs> so so where were you born and raised then? I was born in Ogden, and right here in West Point. Not a chance. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. did you get that proper accent? Couldn't tell you. The rings. things are from the south. Yeah. Whatever I mean. I'm working on the oil rigs. Yeah, but uh, uh, North, no, because North Dakota doesn't necessarily have its own accent because they have an awful lot of imports. Oh, yeah. We were actually going to go to, because we wanted to pay off our mortgage, so we were going to go up to uh, South Dakota for a while. And Laura did a recce, so she went to, is it Wilson? Yeah, Wilson. Where it has a man camp, a Walmart, which sells out, it gets everything on a Tuesday or something, and it's sold out by the Wednesday night. And the weekend that she was there, three men were stabbed in the man camp and somebody else was set on fire. Yeah, so, Tioga, there was a murder there. Yo, just set yeah. people on fire in the oil fields? Yeah, it, it's the wild, wild west up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right. So. I didn't, I didn't realize we set people on fire, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Nice. We decided not to go. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that seems, for, I mean, yeah, you are. It was better to just get a normal job down here and you are pay for a mortgage for. For 30 years then to go up there. And their winters are brutal. <laughs> then yeah. my, my friend was living in a trailer. And there, that's a caravan for my mom, if she ever is introduced to this podcast. Yeah, wow. You said trailer. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. I mean, I, I use most of my American words now. I just get confused sometimes with I love alien it. and things I like that. <laughs> I love it when you're tired. And, oh, I've become so English. Yeah, you walked by me one day, you said something about the pound store, and I was like, you mean the Dollar General? Yeah. I <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about the pound store? <laughs> pound stretcher. I the, pound, the pound stretcher? That's what it's called, pound stretcher. <laughs> I just revert it to English. As soon as I... The pound as stretcher as sounds like a workout machine. 
You'll go straight to hell. <laughs> there and is you no know such why thing. <laughs> Wait, why? Because of me? Because God created the people. Oh, God. Alright. <laughs> I didn't realize we were talking about fairy tales today. I thought we were talking about science. Anyway. Well, actually, you know, that brings up a question I do want to ask. I haven't later. finished this one yet. We'll finish it, but I'm gonna uh, later I'm going to bring this up. Because I remember when I told you I was an atheist, you were shocked. Oh, yeah. You were, like, stunned in the office when I told you that. Mm -hmm. And it just sort of, like, came up naturally. But we'll, I, I, I want to say, we'll talk about that later. Finish. Because you would have been raised as LDS then. I grew up in an LDS community, yeah. But I didn't get into the church stars in the 20s. Oh, so your mom and dad weren't raised LDS? No. Wow, that's interesting. Because... I first came to America about 15 years ago, and unless you were in the church, then it was hard to get a job, and it was it was very, very church-centric, and as more and more imports have come in from our state, then it's, it's, it's retained its core values, which I actually like, um, and I actually do, I do agree with the whole mission thing. Um, I, yeah, but I, we could achieve the same goal with college. Uh, I don't think so, because I think that... When you think about you as an 18-year-old, or even as a 20-year-old... I was in the Army. So you went through boot camp, and I think that the mission is a very... Saving the world. ...is a very, very similar <laughs> thing. Then it forces you out of your comfort zone. You're quite often thrown into a community that doesn't speak the same language as you. You're forced to balance your checkbook for the first time ever, fend for yourself. And I think that it makes boys men. Yeah, it teaches you to be independent. Yeah. Absolutely. That's one thing I agree about on the LDS side. It's the mission. The mission. The missions are really good at it. them to grow up. Yeah, because going to college, well, in the UK, then it's just a four year holiday, really. So, I mean, I, I definitely see benefits <coughs> of practices, but there's certainly a downside to sending impressionable young men out into the wilderness to do those things while at the same time defending faith because it entrenches them. It's well, you, brainwashing. You have you've got to have courage and your convictions and it it's not a single Even swift if they're wrong? Well because Donald Trump's been pretty courageous that he lost the election. Mm -hmm. But I think that Or uh, that he didn't lose the election, I should say. Well that we we talked on I talked about that the other day. Uh, so is there courage in your convictions? This is an interesting topic. Is there courage in your convictions or is there courage in realizing when you're wrong and being able to admit uh, I Yeah, definitely. I think that if I think that you are brought up a particular way. Sure. And I I like this topic. This is a great topic. Sorry. I still want to finish the children thing. Yeah. Because well, we're going to go back to that. I wrote it down. Really? Yeah. Oh, go on then. Try and circumvent back into that. Circumvent? Why? We're already yeah. deep with this. Okay. Well, we can talk about it too because, you know what? Maybe by the end of this podcast, I'll admit I'm wrong when it comes to designer babies. But this is the way that I see it. But, which is my version of Ian's book. But, but, um, I, so, I mean, there are people that, so, okay, I just watched a docuseries, right, called Unnatural Selection. It's on Netflix. It's a great show. And they talk about using CRISPR to fix diseases, genetic diseases that people have already. But then it goes deeper and it starts talking about being able to remove those from the gene pool completely with simple science, right? And 
there are men and women that have had children born and died from genetic diseases, and their doctors told them, go home, love your baby, he's going to die, and don't have any more children. But it'd be interesting to catalogue the way that Austin's two children, the twins, evolved. Because with having a really strong mum behind them, because it sounds like she she's really, really protective and... and yeah, and, yeah. and from what you said, Mandy's amazing. Like every time I've ever met her, she's a very powerful one. Yeah, and and having and the best hairstylist, by the way. I was bummed out that you didn't build her new salon. Well, she's retired. Oh, which we also want to talk about. Yeah, but I, I think that it'd be it'd be really interesting. Write, cat- write that down. For me. Cataloging the name of the boys as they um, <coughs> as they grow because. She's going to support and encourage both children to follow their own destiny, their own path, chosen or otherwise. And I think that with the right guidance, then having seen Elon Musk, I mean, is a is a perfect example. Then he never let his, to coin a phrase, handicap, handicapping. And sure. He he actually embraced it, and with that single focus, then. Is that is that more than two syllables? Because no, I has, saw you look at that as if say, "Oh, now I'm fucked." He just has really watch this right, right index finger now <laughs> as he as he tries crazily to type that. Don't you show off by trying to use your left hand? You can't. There you go. See, and um, so it'd be really, really interesting cataloging how you boys conquer the world individually. I just can't wait to tell Ryder about that. Elon Musk, and that's going to inspire him. It's going to open up so many doors for him because he already feels secluded and different. No, not at all. And I, I, having that focus is oh, amazing. This is going to be wonderful. Well, I mean, there there are advantages to people being wired differently, for sure, right? And Elon Musk has just the right amount of different wiring to make him successful. But there is... We can look at the spectrum and you can see there are other children that are in far worse situations than your son or Elon Musk that are no, they're, they're, they've gone so far the other way that they're not going to be able to live that productive life or even a, a beyond successful life, right? Uh, I think that you can, we, we talked about this recently, then if you had the design of baby and you turn the graphic equalizer on everything, then you can be a success in any field. That's what I'm basically getting to. Yeah, then I'll agree with that. I, I know where my my limit is in our job, and I just want to be as successful doing my particular role as possible. Like, you're good at your job. And He's great at his job. Well, I've never seen him in action. I didn't get trained by Brady. I saw him uh, sort of nice <laughs> shit on the, on the I like how you didn't call me the best, you just said Brady. <laughs> Oh, that was really nice watching you the other day because I came over to to get uh, tested from you, and you came up in a really resigned kind of oh here we go again, and your shoulders were kind of hunched over, and you looked up and you're it's you. <laughs> so. It is on a case by case, but who you're testing because some people are like oh do I really have to be tested or some that are just a joy to see. Yeah, well, it's part of the job. I mean, we've got to make sure because there's a lot of competition out there. We've got to make sure that our product is as good as we. Can we are the preferred source. Yeah. Well, that's that's we how we're marketed. We yeah. explain to them that it's quality over quantity. Like you yeah. can send a bunch of shitty stuff out. We're going to visit it later, or we can make it right now. That's right. Keep our reputation. 
presentation. If Austin and I working together watched other competitors get jobs for cheaper, only for us to then get the job for more money because we provided quality. Because there's actually casing points we were doing a job downtown and we couldn't deliver the next day so competitor got it and their quality wasn't very good. So they had to take out all of that work. Yeah. And we got brought back. So that company lost a little bit of money and we are more expensive. Well, you are absolutely right. And we start from from you guys. I mean, all I am is just the dominant delivery guy. You know, I think uh, people like you, we, we were you at some point part of the spine. Oh, were you a driver? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. See, you seem so much more intelligent than me. I can see him as a driver. Look at Brady's eyes just wide up. <laughs> He's my boy. I fucking love Austin. Like when, dude. Like you had been at the, you had been back from the oil fields for like a day, and you like pulled me aside. And you're like, hey, bro, I don't want to just be a trucker. Like, what do I got to do? And I was like, I don't know. Like, read your ticket. Be a good driver. Show enthusiasm and understand mix design. Because I honestly, I just kind of fell into quality control by accident, and it was really just about me being curious, right? Yeah, I you look like a curious type of guy. <laughs> I remember coming to approach you about that, and literally it was within weeks of something opening up. And I called you, I told you to put in for it. Yeah. I told our boss at the time, I pulled him aside, I said, I don't know this guy very well, we haven't worked together very well, but he says all the right things, we should go talk to him. So, and we, me, me and you, like, we talked about it like being the army, whereas, like, the... The drivers are like the backbone of the army, like the non-commissioned officer unit, right? So, like you guys, you know, we work really hard to put together a quality product, but what you do with it in that truck can affect it. So you're not just really a delivery truck. Well, I think you're more like a food truck. Like you gotta cook it when you get there. I don't know because the way that you guys have set it up, then you've realized our limitations. So that's why we have a very small circle. So my to be fair, you do have to pander to the common, the lowest common. Yeah. So my my circle <coughs> is around a particular part of Salt Lake City, and then you've got a different branch that does a different part of Salt Lake City and another branch. So we don't go that far to mess it up that badly. We are thirty-seven minutes in <coughs> talking about concrete now instead of design debate. But <laughs> well, at least I mentioned my kitchen. Oh yeah, I mentioned my kitchen. I'm a bathroom. And your bathroom. I'm excited for your next home remodel project just because I'm tired of the kitchen. Well, we've got two that we're talking about because I want to make a mudroom. And Laura wants to do a California outdoor living space. What I think that the next... Well, we've got to, we've got to make the office an office. So what is that, California? Um, so... It's a tent under a bridge. Pretty much. <laughs> it's, it's kind of... <coughs> imagine... Uh, imagine, it, do you know what conservatory is? <laughs> See, I don't know, is that an American word? No, you, I do, I do know what it is, but it's not an American word. All right, am I, have you got a greenhouse? Do you know what a greenhouse is? I know the greenhouse. Oh, sweet. He's, he's sort of talking about like a screened-in porch. Yeah, but it's not a screened-in porch. But it's like a glassed screened-in porch, you, right? But ours is going to be different. Oh. It's going to be English? Is that where you have like a, an indoor pool, but then again, it's an outdoor pool? Or you can see the outside. I'm not a QC on a salary. Inside. 
I am paid hourly. QC's hourly. Very, are you hourly? Yeah. How the fuck can I afford a pool? Well, that was just my thinking. God. Yeah. See, you white-collar management, <laughs> you forget your roots. Blue. blue. You're <laughs> never blue. I came up to you as you were going, hey. <laughs> Staff. Get over here, bitch. <laughs> yeah. That was it. I had to go to him and do his bidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time we met, it was the Let's first time I heard you. Yeah. We should talk about that. So... You heard Ian across the job site. Yeah, yes. so I had my window down, and he was just rambling about something. What? Yeah. I like, Ian? I was like, I know that voice. And I was like, hey, who are you? What's your name? I was like, it's Ian. You're the Ian? He's like, huh? I was like, yeah, you're on Brady's podcast. He's like, and who are you? I was like, oh, I'm Austin. And he's like, well, it's nice to meet you, Austin. It was right. Cheerio. 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 Yeah, because I was walking through this job site, um, and you asked, you made a mistake, because you asked me how I was. And that was, that was always a very leading question. And it was one of them days where it was cold. Um, I haven't got arthritis, but my body's test driving it to see whether it's something that we can live with. Because I wasn't feeling very good as I was walking past him. And he said, uh, Oh, yeah. And I went, I'm feeling every one of my 51 years at the moment. Yes. I recognize that voice. <laughs> so, well, the funny thing is, is we've known each other now for what, like five, six years? Seven yeah, years? The, this is this will be my seventh summer in QC. Okay, so almost seven years then. Well, then we've known each other for almost eight years then, because I knew you when you came on as a driver. And the other day, when me and you decided to schedule this interview... Uh, I came up and I talked to you, and you're like, bro, I'm even like starstruck right now. <laughs> I was like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, five <laughs> listeners on the spot. Yeah, we talked about getting uh, shots done. Um, I, don't want to I think I think we still should. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some prints <laughs> and we're gonna sign them. We're gonna get some pictures with of a us. silver with a silver sharpie. Yeah, we're gonna sign them with a silver sharpie. <laughs> you're gonna get mug shots done. He's off mug shots, but we're gonna take we're gonna take a picture together. What do you call them? Selfies. Selfies. Not a selfie. When you do a promo face shot. That's a headshot. Oh, is that what a mugshot? Oh, is that a mugshot? what you get when you get busted driving drunk. Okay. <laughs> so, but uh, what, what are we even talking about? I don't know. Oh, oh, we still got designer babies. Yeah, so look. Because I okay. believe, I don't necessarily, welcome to our day. So, Ian's, Ian's biggest concern is that designer babies are going to become a thing and people with money are going to buy the best baby they can get through genetic modifications. They're all going to be 6'5", they're going to be smart, they're going to be good at sports, and those rich babies are then going to be super elite, and so the rest of us are going to become genetic waste. Yeah. Right? My thought process is then, well, back in the day, only rich people could afford it. Heart surgery, right? But now it's a pretty common procedure. Uh, you still buy anything and everything. Money still buys. My money so, buys justice. Let's put it in the let's put it in the picture. Let's put it in the frame of drugs, right? Mm -hmm. If you regulate it, the people that want to do drugs, or if you legalize, or if you make it illegal, you criminalize drugs. The people that want to do drugs are going to continue to do drugs, right? If they want it, they're going to go get it. So if people want to make genetic super babies. Yeah, but rich and poor can get drugs. So that's a bad analogy. 
Not if we democratize genetic engineering. What the folks jokes in what what? What I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that there are people now, guys like you and me, mm -hmm. that instead of building a podcasting studio in the garage, they built a genetic lab. And yeah, one of my close friends did that. He built a uh, uh, no, a drug lab. Oh, he well, was no. like a a mini wasn't <laughs> It wasn't very successful. That's yeah. the great thing about the industry that we're in. When you talk to most of the people, their backstories, then I work with two bank robbers and they weren't very successful. Um, and just different people who took a different path in life and listening to them and their tale, <laughs> how they didn't think they would get caught. <laughs> They're complete donkeys. But Are you going to share this with them? Oh, I have. Okay, good. <laughs> and it's just funny. And they've learned from that. And it was a hard lesson. Did they get better at robbing banks? Or they just decided maybe that wasn't the right career choice? I, I think that they realized that uh, there's, a, there's a better way of getting your prostate tested. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like about the company that S3 worked for is the diversity that they have. Um, anybody's background you know, is giving them a better you know, opportunity to do right and earn an honest day's worth of living. That's balance. We have straight and narrow missionaries. We have all walks of life. That work for and it's amazing how they coexist. Oh, absolutely. They don't just coexist. They go to each other's houses. And, yeah. 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 Uh, and I've, I've done this. It's a great melting pot. It that's an example of what America should be. Exactly, because you have different football teams that they follow, you have different... Now, that's um, not acceptable. ...political persuasions, and you have people, like you said, where the return missionaries, who are the most gentle individuals in the world, up against some really hardened individuals. So the funny thing was, when we were in QC, I didn't follow a football team, because I'd worked a swing shift for like seven years prior to coming to the company we work for now. And so I didn't get to follow football. So I didn't have a football team. Austin and our boss had a football team. And they would, like, argue over who had the better football team. Who'd you yeah. follow? I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. Why? Because of that. Wait. But you're wearing a Seahawks shirt. What is that? Yeah, it's, it's Clinton Seahawks. Oh, oh, I didn't see uh, that. I couldn't, okay. I couldn't see the Clinton around the Clinton. Yeah, my bad. So it's a bit of a trademark uh, infringement there. That looks very, very Seattle. I had watched an episode on ESPN that had really focused in on Ray Lewis, that was a phenomenal linebacker. And just his whole backstory, he's been on the spotlight for murder and things like that, but it's, it's just depending on who you ask. But anyway, his life story and the way he carried himself, fighting through adversity and all that, and then coming to look in more depth of this team, the way it's ran, I just fell in love with that team because I used to be a Colts fan until I seen this episode. So then, yeah, I've been a Ravens fan for twelve years now. That's the weird thing. So in the UK, you're born, you give them your soccer team, and that's it for life. They put it on your you can, driver's license. It's on your birth certificate. It's before okay. mother and father. You, guys you get can, tattoos. Yeah, well, we get our chin. See, I was so excited, dude, when when Utah got a soccer team because I was like, finally, we're gonna have a proper riot. 
And <laughs> we need to have a good proper soccer riot. Like I'm, I'm upset that we don't do that in the United States. And now it's funny. I will show you some texts on the way here. One of my, uh, there's their soccer. Are they soccer rioting currently? No, no, no. Right what now? they're doing in the UK oh. is there. Uh, there's, there's something called the FA Cup going on today, and we've got our lowest string teams playing. And I won't go and watch RSL because in the UK I won't go and pay to watch a Sunday League team just kick a ball. And my mate goes to see RSL on a regular basis and he couldn't stop what I was talking about until today when he was watching the FA Cup. And then he realised that those teams would be RSL because they were rubbish. So Jamie has a crush on pretty much all of uh, the American Olympic soccer teams for the women's side. We used to live by one of the monks. We used to know who that is. Yeah. So I follow the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins. And the reason for that is back in the day, Dan Marino came over. Apparently he's retired. I didn't know him this because I don't don't follow it that closely. (laughs) So he came over, showed us how to play catch. I thought, oh, that'll do. I like Dolphins. Did you just give me a look because you could hear me cooking a joke in my brain? Mm -hmm. I I know Brady very well. When something's on his mind, I can hardly Austin, so when when Austin came in to the department to work with me, we had this bizarre moment where we realized we had so much in common. Like, we even have similar tattoos. Like, I have the tribal. Mm -hmm. He has tribal. See, we're getting undressed here for us. That was really the whole goal of today is to get Austin out of his shirt. <laughs> oh, is that where you got the heater on him? Mm. Oh, right. Uh, but you've got a decent bicep, so yours, uh, yours, yours <laughs> yeah, I need to, I need to work on yeah, my, you do to work out. Yeah, to be fair. Wow. We've had different fitness goals for me, but it was just, it was bizarre getting to know Austin. But then I found out you had a football team and I didn't give a shit about football, but you and you and our boss would argue about football teams. And so I, I like cooked up a bet, like whoever, whosever team does the best or whatever gets to make this. Like we used to use a cylinder to block the door open. It's still there, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just was like, if Green Bay, because my wife's from Wisconsin, if Green Bay does better than your teams, I get to pick the cylinder color to block the door. So I made a six by twelve cylinder that's like bright yellow, and I painted a Green Bay logo on it. Was it Green oh, Bay Steelers? Steelers, because our boss liked the Steelers. And I didn't give a shit who won, but it wasn't his team. So I thought it was like, I painstakingly made that cylinder with like the special concrete. And then I cut out a stencil and painted it. Like, <laughs> it's the ugliest thing in the world because the Steelers and the Ravens, they're like the bloods and the crypts. Uh-huh. I just hate it. <laughs> he just got that extra mile because oh, I yeah. was worried about somebody stealing something from my truck on day one. We'd only known each other for our induction when we were with... Uh, Induction's with, a fancy word for orientation. Oh, is that? Oh, for fuck's sake. See, this, this sleep deprivation, it's I think it's... Figured a, out. Yeah, it so <laughs> I was concerned about somebody stealing this particular piece of apparatus. So we took it home. The rod? Yeah. For opening your... You're pumping up your doghouse. So oh, okay. I, uh, I was worried that mine was going to go missing. So he took it home, so I had it for, well, I didn't have it for a week because he kept on forgetting, and then he painted it bright orange. He did. I sanded it, primed it, painted it, brought it back because he was like, oh, I'm going to take it off this, because I had a spare truck, and I was like, here, you can have this rod, because he didn't have a rod for his truck or pipe or bar, whatever you're going to call it. And uh, he was like, yeah, but, you know, someone will just take it. (laughs) Yeah, because that's how I talk. So I, I said, not if we paint it pink. And he's like, would you do that for me? So I was like, sure. So I brought it home, like wire brushed it, like cleaned it up really nice. And it did it. take you a week of me harassing me. I, fr- I kept forgetting about it because I left it out to dry. And uh, I didn't have pink. So we painted it orange. 
but it's like really super bright orange. Oh, we've got to show. Uh, Have I shown you the stone that I carved uh, for my friends who got married in a thruple? Yes. Did I have I shown you that? I no. carved a stone. You guys should talk about designer babies because that's really why we're here. Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I would love you to chronicle the journey of your boys, and I think that that would be phenomenal in a few years' time. See, because the, with the wife that you've got, then she's going to encourage both to take their own individual path, and you'll have one that will go down a particular line whatever that might be, and the other one's taking a completely different track. And I think that if you can harness the positives of the the channel that's on the spectrum, then he could be the next Elon Musk. He could actually... Because Laura is... I don't know how many of them work for us. We'll say 50 people. But this one guy that's on the spectrum just sat there and invented something. And it'd be great to... Because... I love children. I love the imagination that they've got. And I don't know when we lose that imagination, but it'd be great to so I'd sit there and just talk to him and find out what makes him tick. And at the moment, it's just plowing through um, people on a football field. And that's phenomenal. You just throw that ball, he's going to catch it, and he's just going to run like a train. And how is he with other sports? Like, is he into... You guys play baseball? Like, I don't know. How old so are they again? They're going to be 13 in May. So they get into, like... What would that be? Slow pitch baseball, or so it's fast pitch, but they can't play. Riker can't play baseball because his eyes. He's got a delay. So if a ball's coming into space, your brain tells your eyes, you know, hey, get your mid up or get in a defense position. But it's such a such a slow transition from his eyes to his brain back to his eyes that don't get hit in the face by so, the time he gets. So, so that's a learning process as well. Because if you took him to say Mulligan's then he could learn that because they've got pitching machines there and you could just learn how to do that. So my brother-in-law, he is phenomenal when it comes to training, whether it be weight training, sports training, whatever, because he was all state in football in high school and got scholarship offers. And Your brother? My brother-in-law, oh, okay. my wife's brother. And he's been training my boys with some muscles, speed, jumping, all that stuff. He's got them getting the tennis ball and balance it against the ball for hand-eye coordination. See, that's what I was suggesting, yeah. going to a tennis tennis court and having one of those auto yeah. service come in. And then you can How about a pitching machine? Oh, don't you fuck all the fucking That reminds me of Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're called. They're called pitching machines. But I tell you what, with, with his <laughs> Auto power, servers? He, he auto probably, servers? He'd probably be really good at golfing. So I've taken him golfing, and he spent more time in the water. Uh-huh. And they're wanting to get undressed to go in the lake in the <laughs> pond to get their balls. I know they just dropped them. Did they? Uh, have you had them? Have you had them watch Happy Gilmore yet? Oh, they they find all the Adam Sandler shows. Awesome, terrible. What's that uh, golfing thing where you just hit it at, at, at circles and things? There's oh, a, top golf. That's it. Top yeah. golf. I haven't taken there yet. That's it's actually me and my wife's hate spot there. I so, love that place. You ought to bring your boys over here sometime because I just bought a bunch of uh, balls to drive out of the cow pasture. They they get a kick out of it. Yeah, yeah. With the with the size of the paddock you've got, you can introduce them to shooting as well because you can set up some of those. I uh, do targets. I do occasionally do some shooting out here. Last time I was here, you shot your AK for me. That's the first time I ever seen one. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love my AK forty seven. And when we set, you should show you my Civil War pistol. Why not? I don't know. 
I don't think you had it. Did you have it? I have no. I said I should. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't say it. Yeah. Oh, I gotta show you my AR-15 that I built. Oh, okay. Good yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna go for now. <clears throat> oh come on. I, t- I how how long That's do I trudge game. through? How long do I trudge through your kitchen stories? You can't. Yeah, have a couple you've, of gun you've talks. Asked, you've got this like auto response now where it says, "Oh wow, amazing." Yeah, I don't even type it in anymore. I just no. tell my phone kitchen response. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it says nice, gorgeous. I love those. Can't wait till tomorrow's update where fuck all's happened. I've 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 joked with Ian about just calling his wife in the morning and seeing where the kitchen is at, and then calling him and letting him know where his kitchen is at. <laughs> well, we need to get that climbing frame done for uh, Sicily. Yeah, we're gonna put. Uh, so I got a container. I got a shipping container in the yard now. I'll show it to you. You go. Uh, We'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Uh, it's a little bit of a secret. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, we're going to bolt rock climbing wall cleats and grips to it so that Cicely has a rock climbing wall. This was oh, the nice. least maternal person in the world came all motherly. Yeah, Jamie went from like, I don't, I'm not really all that concerned. Like, you, she's yours. You take good care of her and, and I'll help with what I need. Mm-hmm. But and then I was like, I'm going to blow a rock climbing wall. And she was like, you're going to kill your kid. Knock it off. She's going to fall. Yeah. That's nearly 10 feet high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love you, Ian. You make me laugh so hard. Um, so, look, if if you could, Austin, and this is not genetic modifications in the sense that Ian and I are talking about it, designer babies, right? But if you could, if you could take your son in and get him, say, like, injections for genetic modifications to increase that response time from his eye to his brain and back to his eye, you would. Because he's obviously already athletically inclined, and that would just make... Uh, that would just alleviate that issue, right? But we're not... What's the point of being mainstream? <clears throat> but we're not talking about... I wouldn't want to be mainstream. Would you want to be just... Yeah, but I'm not... But you don't have to genetically modify everybody to be mainstream. But it is. It's, look, look it's, around it's the taking world away today. his identity. His individuality is going to go. Well, I'm talking about one specific trait. I'm not talking about all the other parts of him that make him him. But that could make him great in the future. Because nope. he, with his... That with his, Yeah, because with his autism, then he could eventually invent something that's going to 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 assist other children with their learning or with catching the ball or... What if he went and invented genetic modifications to assess those Exactly. Children? So, like, all right, then, like, if okay. Austin is Elon Musk's dad now, he said, we could, as a baby, take away your individuality and make you so, more mainstream. So, Elon I Musk mean, wouldn't be who he is today. So, I guess, I, like, what I'm getting from this conversation is that you, when I say genetically modified babies... You're picturing just like I'm gonna no, 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 factory no, no. produces I vanilla think ice cream babies. That only vanilla ice cream no, babies. Because I think it's nature of nurture. And I think that with So then it shouldn't matter if we're genetically modified. I I think that if you have good nurturing. If you're destined to be a turd, you're gonna be a turd. Yeah, absolutely. Regardless well, of your genes. Yeah, but if you've got the nurturing that that Austin's boys has got have got yeah. through is it Mandy? Mm-hmm. Then I mean, she's a powerful advocate. So if you're destined for greatness, and your environment encourages. I think it's your greatness. environment. I think it'd be interesting to see who Elon Musk's parents are, what they did with and for him as he was growing up. 
But let's talk about the, I mean, the, the, the big thing that I see genetic modifications like this for is, first off, the eradication of disease, right? Genetically transmitted diseases. See, I've got a cousin with Downs, and I, I well, I've never had this, this conversation with my employer now, but I don't, they are so proud of him because he, he's obviously lost his job now, but he used to collect glasses in a bar, then that's what his job was. And my, my uncle and aunt moved house so they'd be closer to the pub where my cousin worked. And he could walk to and from. Yeah. And I don't think that they would have him any other way. I, I've never sat down because it's a weird conversation to have about my cousin with, with his parents. But I don't think that they would change him. Well, because he's his own individual. So this is where you get into the moral argument about whether or not it's right to do certain things. One of the things that they've made <clears throat> uh, somewhat mandatory, I don't think it's mandatory, but I believe in Iceland, they now screen when you go in for your prenatal care for Down syndrome. I think that, well, they definitely do. Well, and because of that, there are no longer anybody being born with Down syndrome. Most people choose to uh, end the pregnancy. Which is unfortunate. Because the I'm, not saying, that got, I'm not saying that's the right thing. My cousin, saying, at probably four or five years of age, would probably knock you out because he was so ridiculously strong. Sure. I mean, frighteningly strong. Yeah. Why don't we take a moment? Oh. We'll, take, we'll take a break. Why? Because two of us have to pee. Do you have like old man QC bladders? How it's, does this work? <laughs> it's really. Well, we're not, see, the thing is, is, we're not trapped in a truck all day, so we can just run off and pee whenever we want. Whereas you're you're trapped in a truck all day, so you have to like expand your bladder through practice and training. Oh no, I'm just at that age where I think, oh, I pee myself. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want to do that. So what do you think? Should I break this into a two-parter, or do we pause and come back? Well, I think pause we should pause and, and come back because pause and Austin's come back. a family man. He can't just give up his Saturday. No, no, no. I'm not saying what, what I'm saying is, do I break this into a two-parter right now here today? We end the show here. And that way people oh, no, we can't subject our, our 13 listeners to two parts of this. They've got to get through it. All right. We're going to make them do a two-hour today, then. Or at least. All right. I'm going to pause. Can you play guitar? Huh? No, I play the drums. Well, you should just play the drums now, then, whilst we have this musical... Oh, you f- We have this I hate you so much. And that's our break. i tell you what we could do on the break. You could take Austin around the paddock in his... Um, have you ever driven donuts and things? No. Would you like to? Yeah, yes. Oh, in themes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I hadn't until... I thought you were talking about his. No, no, no. I did it in yeah. his, and then I lost spare wheel and everything that was in the back. It's all still in the field. <laughs> Those goats are going to be... We, we, we can take a quick general leave, right? I think we should. I think that... to Because I bet you haven't done it for many a year, just been an absolute fucking idiot in a car. He's not going to admit to anything. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, he gets a company truck to me, so he can do whatever he wants. Break time. <laughs>